This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. in Turkey and Syria after an incredibly powerful earthquake. Sad to hear about that. There was cheering on a beach over the weekend as, yes, the giant balloon was shot out of the sky and there has been fallout from the big, beautiful balloon hitting the ocean floor. What am I talking about? The Chinese spy satellite, which China says it is not a spy satellite. Do you believe them? Hey, everybody. Kate Delaney, hope you had a fabulous weekend. I know I did. Hey, we're alive and we're just starting February. Somebody said an interesting thing to me. Hey, it's kind of due over a month. So some people are all about resolutions and some people are about dry January and other things that they start when they roll into 2023. If you didn't, this is kind of re-rack month. So there you go. You wonder about the big, beautiful balloon and you wonder about the what the Chinese were thinking and how they thought we were not going to shoot it down. We're going to talk about that in a second. But it is really terrible, the images that you see coming out of the area that smashed into uh, Turkey and Syria. 7.8 earthquake. That was the magnitude on the Richter scale. If you go back to 1999 in Turkey, there was an incredibly powerful earthquake that uh, rocked everybody's world there, where you had almost 20,000 people that, uh, that were killed. So far, 4,300 people declared killed as a result of that, but thousands injured, thousands missing, and so many other countries sending rescue crews, including, and experts, including the United States. So you look at this video and you see pancake buildings. You look at buildings and you wonder how long are they going to stand, and and that's what you see. You've got an area, especially northwestern Syria, where about 4 million people were already relying on the gratitude of other humans. They needed assistance. They needed humanitarian uh, aid. The quake is one of the strongest to hit that area in more than this specific area, more than 100 years, 100 years. So, you know, you also have people pledging money, Australia, New Zealand, more than 11 million in aid for those two areas. You, you know, you, you look at the, um, the roads to getting in and out to being able to do what rescue teams can do. And the Turkey Disaster and Emergency Management Agency is telling people just stay off the roads so that those rescue and search crews can do what they have to do because we know that there's going to be more people and maybe we can find people that are alive and get to them in time. So the, so the good news is the world being what it is, there are good people in this world. I mean, there are good-hearted people who see what's happening, and they're reaching out 
and they're doing something, including so many in the United States. There have been a hundred, a hundred aftershocks so far in Turkey. And you know what those hundred aftershocks are like? And they're measuring, this is what they're like. They're measuring 4.0 or greater since the 7.8, which is an incredible earthquake, hit southern Turkey on Monday morning. In the morning, 4, 4.30 in the morning, right in that area, that's when it slammed into the people where so many of them would have been asleep. And then the aftershocks. So getting to safety, some of them, and then finding they're not really safe at all because it wasn't one aftershock or two. It was, what did I say? 100. 100. Uh, so that just intensifies the chances of somebody being affected by the ground shaking beneath them. Just a reminder how precious, as we all know, life is. The balloon, China, we've been talking about it. We were talking about it last week, how odd and insane it was that China thought that we would really swallow, that it was, oh, it just got off course. Even though in looking at the balloon and some of the debris that has already been found, you can see that clearly there was a rudder, there was a way to control it and whatnot. I mean, you, there's a way to maintain this vessel, which was shot down by the U.S. over our ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, on Saturday out off of South Carolina waters. There were people cheering. There were some people who saw it go down, so to speak. And you've got the Coast Guard that has mapped off an area, and there are there are crews that are out there still gathering as much of it as they can from the ocean floor. So Beijing has given really very few details on the origins of the balloon, which it first confirmed was from China in an explanation that they threw out Gosh, more than 15 hours after the Pentagon announced it was tracking it in the first place. So, and you know, now Beijing is linking the device, we'll call it, to companies rather than the government or military. Though in China, the prominence of state-owned enterprises and the military-industrial complex that it is, it kind of has that blurry gray area between the two, you would say. I mean, was this... an intrusion? Of course it was an intrusion. Was it a possible total miscalculation that somehow this ended up where it did? Oh, by the way, over areas where there were nuclear silos, I'm going to say it's tough to swallow that. Remember, they have state-run media that controls the narrative. And so the narrative is very different from what we believe has happened here. China's going to hold its annual legislative session next month. There's going to be a reshuffling, so to speak, of leadership in the central government in in that country. That's when they formalize it. In the U.S., House Speaker Kevin McCarthy was planning a trip to Taiwan. So now you wonder, is that going to continue to roll forward or not? I mean, obviously there is tension, more tension, between the U.S. and uh, China as a result of, of so many things. But now you can throw this balloon that they say was not a spy balloon, but that clearly if you gathered 
and we are gathering that intel, it shows that what else could it possibly be? And we're not buying that it's not that. And it was just an error of where it happened to fly over. It just got so far off course, it ended up in the exact areas where we have nuclear capabilities. Uh, None of us, none of us, none of us, none of us are buying that. Hey, coming up this hour, hands up for heroes. That's part of our next segment, plus your thoughts from the mailbag and some special fun with something that happened in my life that I think most of you have at least experienced maybe once or twice. We'll see. Don't blink or you'll miss it. As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or obligation, get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. Okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead, towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream for the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. My name is Milan Vukovic. Ten years ago, I got frustrated with the quality of Pau Diarco tea sold in the stores. So, I founded the Pau Diarco Tea Club that now ships our super tea to over 100 countries. You too can order or get info about the original pure Pau Diarco super tea at www.drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113. Why settle for less when you can order original pure Pau Diarco and drink super tea for only $34.95 per pound plus shipping? Each pound makes 300 cups, which is the equivalent of 12 cents per cup for the original pure Pau Diarco super tea. Order now at www.drinksupertea.com. That's drinksupertea.com 
or by calling 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113. Nathan Reeder for his stylings here on this show. Music does play a part of talk radio and radio in our lives in general and the other ways that you consume radio. I was just thinking about this because the Grammys were the other night and the audience, there was definitely people who wanted to watch the Grammys as much as award shows are a turnoff. This was a show that was a turn on for many 12.4 million viewers tuned in to see what was what. And they were treated with some pretty diverse musical acts, I think. So there is some significance to the Grammys. And I think part of that is also because of the variety of uh, musical acts, like I said, that were part of this and the interest in for so many people in what's happening out there what's what's new that's old that's retro that's back that's whatever i mean their music is i think the the great uniter for uh, so many of us right in your day how often do you listen to music I, I just it just popped into my my head today in, in some conversations I have with people. I mean, as much as I'll say, like, what do you do to get away from everything? Where do you go to just kind of tune out and tune into your own frequency to take a break from all the noise? And I hope no matter who you are listening to this show, you get a chance to do that. Oh, it's so refreshing, right? Whether it's you're out in a boat somewhere fishing, or you're hitting golf balls. I do that a bunch. Smash the golf ball. It feels really good. And it's a great escape. For me, it's a great escape uh, to go out there and just to be out in the uh, the sunshine and, and nature, etc. But music plays a big, big part of that. And, and absolutely, in talk radio, we have some great music that surrounds our our words, uh, you know, absolutely. All right. Um, this is a particular area that I'm so fond of finding out what people do when nobody's looking or, you know, maybe it's just, it's something that's ingrained in them and it's pulled out when, They maybe least expect it, and it's so, so necessary because they reach out to somebody else and they make a difference in what's happening in their their lives. They make somebody else's life, you know, that much better. And and as I said, often it's when nobody's looking. I would put many of um, many of the firemen that I've interviewed in my life in that category, where they um, selflessly go into some of these areas and fight these fires 
knowing that they might not come out, but it's not about that. It's about their quest to to go and and uh, and help somebody in the worst possible moments of their life. I mean, the worst possible moments that one can can even um, gosh, one can even imagine. And I thought about this because of something that I had um, had heard over the weekend, and and it was about of all places, somebody in paradise, which would be a place that is a great place to escape to Maui. And there was a fireman in Maui who was swept into a storm drain, responding to a storm on that island. And he was trying to help people and and died over the weekend. Trey Evans Dumarin, just 24 in critical condition in the intensive care unit after he got pulled into that drain this heavy heavy rain came down this was you know at the tail end of january he was carried the length of eight football fields until he was found where the drain ended near the shoreline but he was somebody who was making a difference at a very young age in so many lives, so many things that he did when people weren't looking. So many times he responded before he was a fireman to people's pleas for uh, help, whether it was giving blood, whether it was um, gathering toys for children who didn't have them. And then ultimately... In the moment when he was needed, doing what he loved to do. So it's no surprise that there was a GoFundMe page that was put up for this young firefighter. And it raised more than $136,000. And as his mother was asked to put out a a statement, she said he'd want people to keep doing things that he did, giving blood, doing their part as a hero in the way that he lived every day on earth. So he is our hands up for heroes this time around. High five. 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 Although the hearts are breaking over the death of young Trey, he made an impact and uh, reminds us what emergency responders do when they put their lives at risk every single day to help others, looking out for the communities that, uh, gosh, that they serve. In the meantime, as we turn towards something so ugly and so nefarious and i hate to make this sharp turn at this moment when we're still thinking about this young man you know i said when we saw this happen the first time it happened that we were going to see more of these substations get attacked so over the last three months and we're talking about where your electricity comes from. Over the last three months, at least nine substations have been attacked in North Carolina, Washington State, and Oregon, cutting power to tens of thousands of people. This time around, with this attack, FBI arrests a man, a woman, 
with incredibly extremist views, neo-Nazi views, in uh, an alleged power grid attack plot targeting five substations that they would have hit uh, the Baltimore power grid. Uh, Baltimore, with all the struggles, just throw this into the middle of it. So you wonder how this will unfold. Uh, I like that word unfold because that's what happens with justice. We wait. The wheels of justice turn slowly sometimes, and then information drips out slowly. But one of the defendants was this Sarah Clennon Daniel from uh, Maryland who told an FBI confidential source that she planned to target five substations in this Baltimore area. If they were hit in the same day, she allegedly said it would completely destroy the whole city. And that was the aim. We're going to, we're going to destroy the whole city. And she is accused of collaborating with somebody from Orlando Brandon Russell with this plot. So these power substations are an attractive target for domestic terror groups because they know it'll have a crippling effect on infrastructure, on people, on local governments. And think of what it means to protect energy and think of the energy assets and think of how critical that is. And I know I've said this. I said this when we were talking about the first real big hit right before the, the end of the year that we were going to see more of this. And that I wondered when I drove by a substation not too far from where I am that there wasn't, it seemed like the access could be pretty easy. And will it be that now some of these local governments, local city governments are going to have this on their future agendas, and they're going to have to put up physical barricades, pay whatever they have to pay, to protect the power grids? And, you know, how likely is that? I'm going to say it's pretty likely. The more that this keeps popping up, the more there's going to be a need to think, well, we can't have this physical attack on our substation. What would it do? You know, what, what would happen if that pulled ours down? I mean, you had the gunfire damages in a North Carolina substation. That was a couple of weeks ago. You had another North Carolina electrical substation targeted by um, gunfire. You have the FBI in Charlotte offering rewards for a substation attack there. Oh, boy, oh, boy. The list goes on and on. Your thoughts coming up as we head to the mailroom. Every day we take steps to keep the people we love safe. But some health risks are easy to miss. Ticks hiding in the yard can spread germs that can cause Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever. Mice searching for sources of food can spread bacteria and disease. Mosquitoes breed in standing water and can transmit illnesses like West Nile virus and Zika virus. Cockroaches are drawn to water in the home and can leave behind allergens that trigger asthma attacks. 
stinging insects attack in defense of their nests and send more than half a million people to the emergency room every year. Household pests are a threat to our health. Learn what you can do to protect your family at pestworld.org. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. USA News Update. Republicans are determined to block the Senate's bipartisan border security and foreign aid package. That's according to House Speaker Mike Johnson, who said the legislation aimed at addressing the border catastrophe would be rejected in the House. The proposed law includes revisions to immigration regulations, but critics argue it falls short in curbing illegal entries. The U.S. continues its airstrikes against Iran-backed groups in the Middle East. American forces targeted four anti-ship missiles and a land-attack cruise missile in Yemen, preventing them from threatening ships in the Red Sea. Meanwhile, Secretary of State Antony Blinken is currently in the Middle East. King Charles has received a cancer diagnosis, and Buckingham Palace is keeping details about the type and prognosis under wraps. However, they did mention that the 75-year-old monarch did begin regular treatments on Monday. He did have a benign prostate procedure over a week ago. John Schaefer, USA News. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Talk about the mail, please, Malcolm. I'm dying to talk about the mail for you all day, okay? Oh, yeah. Let's get the mail, man. Oh, yeah. 
of your thoughts over this past weekend, including this one from Chad. Kate, love the show. have never sent you an email. I hear you talking about the email, and I really like some of the comments people have made to you. I agree. I believe that people are thinking about the show, and then they think about something they heard, and then they decide that they're going to email you about it. So I'm going to tell you that that has happened to me. I was listening to you talk about the Super Bowl, and you were talking about um, some of the the things that happen in a Super Bowl and some of the crazy betting that goes on as far as that's concerned. But what a, a slice of Americana it is, even if you don't participate or even really enjoy football. And I think there is something to that because um, my family's kind of split. I, I do like watching the NFL. We are big chief fans here. I know you're an Eagles fan. <laughs> I should almost ask you to make a wager with me. But um, there are lots of people in my very big family who could care less about football or sports in general. But we throw a big, big sister block party where I live. And no matter who's playing, whether it's the beloved Chiefs or somebody else, we always, whatever the teams are, we always throw down some good home cooking people chip in and bring their own dishes and it is one heck of a good time it is like celebrating some other kind of holiday if you will and i always take the monday off after the super bowl because you mentioned something about some people have to take the next day off that's how much it feels like a holiday to so many people in this country so yep i'm gonna agree with you and i'm gonna tell you that i think it's gonna be a heck of a game and i know that i'll be paying a little bit uh, closer attention this time around i bet you will be too well thank you chad for that how cool if you have this big block party and you invite everybody and you have some great cooking i mean that's that is the name of the game right gathering together and enjoying whatever it is i bet you and you, you didn't say this but i bet you, you do those square bets a lot of people do that especially when you have a lot of people it might be i mean you might just be two dollars or whatever a square or ten dollars a square and then they have all the different points that are laid out, the possibilities. It kind of reminds me of our Nail the Score, which the final one is coming up on Tuesday. In our first hour final segment, if you call in or send an email during that time, it will count as to who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl, the Chiefs or the Eagles, and what do you think the final score of the Super Bowl will be? All right, uh, we move along to this next one. This one is from Joe, and Joe says, oh, what a terrible situation in that uh, Turkey area in Syria. I watched the local news, actually, Kate, with uh, my bride, and we we paid attention, obviously, to the first uh, couple of stories and saw how awful that trail was of destruction there. I'm glad that there are a lot of people in the U.S. and other countries that are responding because, boy, they sure are going to need it in all forms. And I bet you that death toll is going to continue to climb because you can tell there were a lot of very, very tall buildings that went down and they couldn't have possibly gotten through all of them that quickly. That's why... 
the rescue crews getting there as fast as possible, I think is so important because maybe they'll be able to find some people alive that have gotten trapped. Uh, that's always a big part of it. And, and then, of course, recovering more bodies so at least the families would have some uh, closure. I can't even really fathom what it would be like to be hit by that kind of a natural disaster when you're in a dead sleep, probably most people were. Yeah, um, you know, I said that, Joe, at the beginning, of course, of this show, that you think about how many aftershocks and how how tough it would be when you're talking about 5.0, 6.0. So it means it's just going to shake and more structures are, that already were damaged are going to get more damaged and that are going to fall down. And it makes it tougher in the recovery efforts. And I've seen the video and the some of the pictures, et cetera, and, you know, it's um, it's going to be a massive cleanup afterwards and anything that you could possibly imagine. And it makes me think, you know, when I lived in California, I remember people would say, which there's no comparison to this particular situation other than there have been a couple of big earthquakes in uh, in California, that when, when I moved there, California would say to me, are you earthquake prepared? And they would have you know, public service announcements that would, would be, you would pop up every once in a while about being prepared for the earthquake. And I thought, how do you really get prepared for an earthquake? There is no way because you don't get warnings. It's that same thing that I talk about with mostly with tornadoes, that there isn't a warning. So those people had, of course, no idea. And they are in that dead sleep, as you say. And it's just maybe in some cases, pure luck, uh, and being blessed, if you will, that they could scurry away from a situation where around them there is so much destruction and buildings have uh, collapsed. So there's definitely going to be people that, the people that survive that are going to need help. They're going to need a place to be. They're going to need blankets and beds and tents. And I know a lot of the emergency crews that are going over there and in that country as well in Turkey and Syria, they're doing it. They're setting up those areas because they have to do that. They have to be able to have a place for people to go. And it's going to, it's going to have to be huge. It's what it's going to have to be based on the amount of ground that has been swept up into, uh, up into this. All right. uh, Let's move on to another one. This one is from Jake, our pal Jake in Austin. And he says, Kate, I was never so happy as to see the ice just completely melt and go away from the great state of Texas. As you know, there were power outages. There were problems. You lived through it at one point, and this was really a bad one. And um, I guess, you know, you you look at the cities and you wonder, are they going to have to now budget more, even if it only happens once in a while, for more roads to be, um, you know, to be sanded because you have overpasses that are just too deadly. And we saw in Austin that there were a lot of, crashes and there were some deadly crashes and maybe that could have been prevented. I don't know that for sure, but I I do know coming originally from the Northeast myself as well, that when you have 
the crews out there and they're plowing and sanding, you do have a much better chance. And I guess the best thing, of course, for anybody would have been to stay off the roads, but that's not always possible. Well, yeah, and of course, that was what was being said, not just in Texas, but in Oklahoma and in Arkansas and so many other places that were were hit by any of the challenging ice. I mean, even in Memphis, they got it pretty badly. And, you know, there's just certain jobs, right, where you have to be on the job. That's why it's so smart. Immediately, just close the schools. Make up a couple of the days if you have to make them up, but close the schools, keep the buses out of there. And anybody that could possibly stay home, have them stay home because it doesn't make any sense to try to navigate treacherous conditions. And they were treacherous conditions along some major thoroughfares like 95 was terrible. Parts of 35 was terrible. There's just absolutely no way you were going to get you would get stuck in something and You'd be lucky to get out of that, uh, certainly missing a day of work, probably being stuck in some of those areas that ended up practically being closed down, and then people had to be pulled out. So uh, that doesn't do anyone any good. Yeah, and and terrible, of course, when there's any kind of a power outage, but you have the trees where the ice pulls, that they come down, they hit some of the lines, and then some of the lines themselves come down the poles, and it's just a domino, domino, uh, you know, effect. All right, how about this one is kind of funny. This one is from Ellen, who says, Oh, Kate, you know, I'm not um, anti-Ted Cruz. I just feel kind of meh about, she says M-E-H, meh about Ted Cruz. Um But I love that he introduced a term limit bill when he is running for his third term in office in Texas. Um, I think it's natural to question that, don't you? You know what it reminds me of? Who who was it? Um, It is funny. It was um, it was the I think it was it was Bloomberg. There's Bloomberg in New York that talked about that there was should be they were talking about mayoral limits and he of course wanted to have the third uh, time around as the mayor of New York. <laughs> okay, so we're having this discussion about we should have term limits, but wait till I get elected for that third time, and then everybody else behind me, that should be just two. That's it, two for everybody on both chambers. That's all you get. You know what happens with most politicians when you ask about limitations like term limits. Um, the answer back is there are things that they want to happen. They want to do for their constituents. They want to see get through and they don't have enough time to do it in a short amount of time. So they need to be elected and reelected and reelected so that they can accomplish more to help the country and their own constituents. Mm-hmm. All right. You can email me 24 seven Kate at Kate Delaney radio.com. Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? 
Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today. The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea naturally builds good cells and kills bad cells. So it's great for healthy people, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting an infection, diabetes, or cancer. To order, visit drinksupertea.com or call 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com, 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492. 800-509-4492. That's 800-509-4492. The final phase of extermination is set to commence now. And as population die-off becomes evident, you know it is the time of punishment in all that is written. The cover for mass die-off is evolution and global warming frauds, also used as false proof of their Christ. They are from the lines that were disinherited 2,000 years ago. Now they claim to be his Christ based upon blood type, DNA, and long lifespan. Go to unveilingthem.com. That's U-N-V-E-I-L-I-N-G them.com. fluid. I see you there, lurking on the periphery of my vision. But when I try to look at you, you scurry away. Are you shy, squiggly line? Why only when I ignore you do you return to the center of my eye? Oh, squiggly line, it's all right. You are forgiven. <laughs> You might not recognize that Family Guy. Yes, that was Stewie from Family Guy, who is dealing with squiggly lines. 
eye floaters. Think about them, uh, that you can see these moving spots or wavy lines, the squiggly lines when you look at shiny backgrounds or book or sky or that kind of thing, the spots, the specks, the wavy lines in your vision. Have you ever had those? Have you ever had eye floaters? Okay, so I'm going to tell you that I went for an eye test and Dr. Spellich told me I did very, very good. But she also told me, you know, that's when I was, she, you, you do the thing, cover your right eye. So can you read it? Uh, P-T-O-C. You know, like you just want to, you just want to get it right. And there, there is no, it's about how can you see? But there is this compelling thing in us that we want to be told we did well and we want to see, darn it, the line that is practically invisible that we're asked to read, the one at the very bottom of the chart. Can you see this one? Um, D, this is me, D, P, C, Z. No, wait a minute. Uh, D, T, O, P, you get it, right? So Dr. Spellich let me know that she told me I did very well, but she let me know that, um, I had, she said, Oh, you have a lot of floaters and they had at the Pearl vision place that I went to the Pearl vision center. They had the top of the line equipment. I mean, seriously, it was, they did, they had everything that you could imagine, including you don't have to do that dilating of your eye where you, you know, you have to be driven to and from the test because you, you have blur your, if you had blurry vision now, it's twice as blurry because of that. And, um, you just can't sit there for half a day and lay on the floor in the middle of the center. But uh, she showed me the, the photographs cause they take the photographs of your, your eyes. I know so many of you can totally relate to this. I guarantee. I don't care if you're in your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, whatever age, listen to the show. I, I know you've had at least an eye test or two and the, uh, the floaters, the dark things that show up. And she said, wow, you know, you have, a, do you see floaters? You see them? And I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't, I don't see floaters. And she said, well, that's good because, you know, floaters, people that uh, some people, they have them and they don't see them, but then other people, it annoys them because they see these floaters. So I'm hoping that my floaters are uh, stay at bay. I hate that they might be there, but uh, they're not going to come flying out of my eye where they're like dance around in front of me at inappropriate times when I can just say, wow, what is going on here? Off in the distance, my floaters are speaking to me. I can't focus on what I'm doing. And it's so odd because I used to think I I had like that um, bionic woman or wonder woman or whatever because you know how they all have incredible eyesight i always thought i had that kind of eyesight because i i would like spot things that were so far off in the distance like i could just see things it seemed like for incredible incredibly far away until more recently and then i had to do and and since i'm just revealing it all i had to do the uh i had to do the contact thing and um the contact thing is is strange because 
you're putting things in your eyes and a lot of people can't can't do that and i definitely in the beginning because i had these this great vision i couldn't do it i couldn't i couldn't put it i couldn't put them in my eyes and the doctor at the time the ophthalmologist then said well i'm just going to I'm just going to give up my lunch because I know you can do this. And I'm going to, I'm going to sit with you until you do this. And sure enough, I've figured out how to, how to do the contact lens, um, lens thing. But I wish you all the best when you go for those eye tests and just remember you don't, it's not about being perfect in the test. And if you have floaters, then you and I have something in common because floaters are more common than we think. And it was, it's so funny that it was so brilliantly portrayed in the episode. And there was another episode about the squiggly line too, uh, in a couple of other, in another one of the family guy things, but, um, it just, it, you, it just returns. It just can, it can just all of a sudden, you know, show up and the, the, the thing that you see, the spots, the specks, the wavy lines, I mean, you know, that's, that's what it is. And there's not much you can do about the, uh, the, the floaters. Uh, Some people can see them, I guess, when they roll their eyes or whatnot, then they, and they'll just pop up and you just have to It's just one of the things you endure being a human. You just have to ignore it. But like I said, if you see them, then you and I have something in common. I bet you that Beyonce doesn't have any floaters in her eyes. You know, um, I mentioned that music is the great uniter for, I find like it is for all kinds of people. It depends on your jam, the kind of music you listen to, or do you go to concerts? Do you just listen to music on your porch? Do you go retro and you, you like vinyl? Like that just happened to me. I have um, a record player and I'm listening to my grandfather's old jazz records here and there, even though I'm like the rocker chick, but I like all different genres of, of music. Um, even at one point, like when I was in school, I was, did a DJ stint and it was really, really fun. So with the Grammys on Beyonce now becomes the most decorated, the most decorated of all when it comes to the Grammy awards. So, um, with a big viewership, she becomes the all-time people tuning in. She becomes the all-time Grammy leader. 65 years they've done these awards. She took four prizes home, breaking the record for total amount of wins, 32 Grammys. 32 Grammys. Uh, she said, "I'm not trying to be too emotional, but I'm just trying to s- receive this night." And like her voice was actually, because I saw a little piece of it, her voice was actually trembling a little bit. Like, I think she could really kind of feel it. And she, um, she, she did a kind of a classy thing and she was classy in accepting her last award. She didn't win the award for album of the year. 
that went to Harry's house. Harry Styles won that, but um, but she did win four Grammys, and of course now holds the record. What I mean, what do you do with that with those awards? If you win thirty two awards, do you? I don't know. You have to, do you have a big Grammy case? And there, I, I have no idea if she has this in her. I'm sure humongous house. Like I said, she doesn't have any floaters. She's not worried about floaters, but she's probably worried about. <laughs> I don't know. Where do I display my Grammys? And you know, we had her father on this show. Not. I want to say it was. It's got to be at least five or six years. Uh, Matthew Knowles and he it was interesting to hear about the beginning of her career and some of the things that happened and you forget about those breakthrough moments for uh, Beyonce and then going solo and what that was like for her Hmm. on that note the music is popping up that's my cue to exit stage right thanks to Nathan Reeder for his fine work as always on the technicals Make it count, everybody. Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com.